Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. On the show today, we have Jamie Palmer. Jamie is a human design expert with a difference, with a unique ability to take a Hawkeye view and her fearless need to explore the depths and evolve. Jamie is on a mission to innovate and liberate you from false beliefs and obstacles that hold you back in your life and business. Starting in business at the age of 20, Jamie has cultivated a diverse ecosystem of knowledge and expertise synthesized into the revolutionary system known as ecocentric human design. Jamie believes that your voice is important and essential to a future where you can thrive, not only as individuals, but also connected to the beauty of a sustainable ecosystem. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. A bit cold where I am, but you know, I'm in the UK, so part of the whole vibe here. I'm really, really excited we were able to connect. I can't remember how I first came across you. I think, but it was definitely back in November 2022, where my fascination, my interest with human design all started. And then, of course, I signed up for your course and your blueprint, which I'm still digging into at the moment. But I just, I had to have you on the show because I think human design, as I said, it's fascinating. I feel as though I've been on this journey to get to know myself a bit more, as weird as this Mm. might sound to to people listening. You know, I was a very young mom. So I went through my 20s and most of my 30s as being mom. And so now I really wanted to learn more about myself. And I feel like human design allows me to do that and really step up and be my true self, my authentic self. And so I really wanted to invite you onto the podcast to speak more about human design and share your expertise so that more people could start to implement human design in their life and in their business. But before we get into all of that, of course, I've just shared a little bit about you, but I'd love to delve a little bit deeper. How did you get into human design? And you've been doing this business stuff for so long. So you're a true like entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I um, I started my business when I was in my 20s or 20, and I started as a website design firm and then added in social media marketing and grew it to a social media agency. And I could see sort of the industry was changing, and I had been in business for myself for 16 years. So I, in my agency, we kind of had this, this side where we um, did consulting and coaching. And then we also had the side where we did done for you. And I was just tired. I was burnt out. And I like to say human design found me. I didn't find it. It found me. I, I, I stumbled across it on Instagram in 2019. And I was kind of in this place of like, 
I know I don't want to do this anymore. And I have 80% certainty that this is not the right thing for me, but I didn't know what was next. And the more I sort of, sort of dug into human design, the more I couldn't unsee it. Um, and so much of so many of the things that had happened in my life and in my career just made sense. And so I just started studying and studying and studying and studying. And then I started using it and looking up the charts of my children and my husband. And, you know, then I started using it with clients. And then I was like, wow, there's a lot here with human design and business, how I could weave these together. And so I went back to a lot of clients that I worked with in my agency and said, hey, doing this human design thing, can I do a reading for you? And it was funny because so much of the advice that I had offered in my agency was what I would have said had I known their design. And I joke that it's like unconscious competency, (laughs) you know, and I think it's one of those things where um, the more I started using it with clients, the more I started seeing patterns and stuff. And so I launched my first offer, my first workshop in business with business and human design in I think it was June or July of 2021. And then the first class, the first course launched that fall. And we've got the the HD or biz program and the HD wild program for people who really want to deep dive and learn human design. And I've, and I've just kind of like taken the ball and, and run with it. And the reality is I'm, you know, if I hadn't had the background of all of the business experience and all of the entrepreneurs that I work with, There's no way I would have been able to do the things (laughs) that I'm doing today. And I'm so grateful for all of that experience. And really, it's been quite the journey to get here. It's been quite the journey, but it's it's been so fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating how it's almost like, I don't know, human design was part of you. For you to have already been given that advice, it is what you would have shared or directed your clients to do. That's really, really fascinating and so for people listening who because I was this person everyone's talking about human design but they don't necessarily know what it means I certainly thought it was yet another personality test like the Enneagram or Kobe Mm. or you know DISC but it's not it's so much more than that so you're the expert what is human design Yeah, I like to say human design is sort of if Enneagram, DISC, and Strength Finder had a baby. And I do think, you know, human design can be just like another one of those tests, particularly if you don't dig deep into it. I see a lot of people who learn about type and then they teach, oh, well, you're a generator, so you should do this. And I'm like, but you're missing like 99% of the amazingness that is human design when you only talk to type or you only talk to profile. And for me, I really look at human design as a tool to learn or unlearn, to get back to the true nature of who we are and really become who we are meant to be, right? I I always think of it kind of as as a peeling back process, getting back to the true nature, and then a becoming process kind of once you get into congruence with your design. And then it's like, okay, now I can kind of see how I can fulfill my purpose. (laughs) You know, it kind of makes sense now. But it's also a really great tool for sort of learning to trust your intuition. Um, It's a really great tool for decision making. It's a really great tool for sort of shining a light on what your 
um, strengths are, Mm -hmm. where you're susceptible to sort of taking on things that are not yours. Like there's so many ways in which you can leverage human design. And like the way I do it with business is only just one way, right? Like I have clients in my HD wild program where they're, they're intertwining it with somatics and yoga and recovery and, um, Yamana body rolling and energy work. And there's all these cool ways that you can leverage human design. And of course the simplest is like coaching and supporting other people, but you can also like weave it together. There's so many possibilities with it. I won't bore you with <laughs> the possibilities, but it's, but it's cool. Cause it's a tool you can use to like, look at yourself and say, okay, yeah. like where, where might I need some more love? Where do I need to love on myself more? Right. Or where, where am I, my like totally getting swept away all the time. Right. Where do I need to work on my boundaries? Right. And it, it's, mm. it's a really beautiful thing that you can use to do that. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I mean, I've not been on the journey for long, but I do, I'm getting into the habit of referring back. Um, and so mm. of course I signed up for your audio blueprint which one I'm glad it was audio because I've signed up for enough courses and enough pdfs to last me to the end of time (laughs) and so when I saw you doing this audio blueprint I was like yes where is the link sign me up and I've been (laughs) listening to it and just your way of breaking it down so I'm a generator we'll talk about the five types in a minute but like you said people will post especially on social media scrolling someone's always talking about human design and they'll mm-hmm. say, generators do respond. And I'm like, respond to what? <laughs> like, what am I responding <laughs> to? And then, yeah, I, yeah. you know, got your, my personalized blueprint. And I remember episode two, I was driving somewhere and I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like the the light bulb, the penny drops, the aha moment. And you mentioned it earlier about, I thought back to my career or earlier things in my life. And I, it made me realize yeah, so part of being a, a generator is being a hermit, like, but for all my life, I've always said I'm a homebody. I love to be at mm-hmm. home, but friends and family just never get it. Like, stop inviting me places. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go. <laughs> and this was before COVID. <laughs> you know, I used COVID as an excuse, but now I'm like, uh, I'm just going to step into, yes, I'm a hermit. I'm, I like to be at home. That is my happy place. It's almost giving me the permission to be myself and just like, I'm a generator. If you don't know about it, go Google it. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. I absolutely love that. Can we talk a little bit more? So generator is one of them. What are the other human design types? Yeah, so there's five types, generator, projector, manifesting generator, reflector, and manifester. Yeah, and I think, is it generator that's 70 or 75%? Of yes. the world's population. Yep. So generators and manifesting generators are about 76% of the population when you combine those two in total. So generators make up about 42%, and then the balance of that is manifesting generators. Ah, that's interesting. And what are some of the so generators respond? And part of that, and please do elaborate, something mm-hmm. that I'm definitely leaning into. I did it just yesterday, is I spent a lot of my life ignoring my gut, even Mm. though it's practically kicking me. (laughs) I will just ignore it and follow usually my head, the logic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's not done me any favors running Mm -hmm. my business. Um, But since coming across you and really learning a bit more about my human design, 
that is the thing. And just this week, I was thinking about working with someone and it just, it didn't, I don't know, there was just something there. And so I watched her for a while on Instagram and then I thought, right, let me have a conversation. And the conversation seemed okay. There was nothing like glaring. Mm. And then part of the the process to get signed up, there were so many red flags. You could mm. see them from Mars. <laughs> and that's where I can really feel my gut. Like, nah. I'm like, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm really sorry. But it's a no. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah. I know you've spent time. Yay! And I felt yeah. so good. I felt good. so, so good. Yeah, I felt so Congrats. good. <laughs> like a few months ago, I would have just gone with it, paid the money, probably been miserable after. But no, there was just something. Something is not right here. And mm. the consequences, if my gut was, well, I think my gut was right, but whatever the consequences were going to be would have been detrimental to my mm. business. And so yeah. I thought, no, no, thank you. You're great, (laughs) but no, thank you. So that was so powerful, empowering. It was, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing moment. So what are some of the other characteristics for maybe just one per type? So generators respond. What are some of the others? Yeah, and the the response is really this lighting up. It's almost like a body pull or push from within. Like you'll feel it internal. And then for projectors, it's wait for the invitation or the recognition. So that means like projectors are good at providing guidance. So a lot of times projectors will just puke up guidance uninvited and then that guidance isn't accepted and then they're resentful. (laughs) So projectors need to sort of wait for that invitation or have that recognition that somebody actually like wants to hear what they have to say. And then for manifesting generators, they have a little bit they're part manifest or part generator, right? So mm. they they have this idea of first they got to visualize the outcome, then they got to respond just like a generator would, and then they mm. initiate and inform like a manifester would. And that's a manifesting generator. So they have a kind of a little bit more complicated process. Um, and then manifestors are here to inform. So they initiate and they inform. I get this idea, let me just go, right? Manifestors move really fast. <laughs> and then um, reflectors, their their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle, right? To, to just kind of mm. live in, in cycles as the moon kind of cycles through all of the lunar phases and over the course of 28 days. Yeah, that's so fascinating. I have a client and I said to her, can you do your human design and she's a manifest and it just all made sense to me. Mm. I don't know if yeah. it made sense to her, but it certainly made sense to me. So for yeah. those of us, for those of you listening, I will really urge you, I'll include a link um, where you can get your chart, mm. dig a little deeper. At least you'll know what type you are, but definitely dig a little deeper because it can help you in so many different ways in life and business. And so for you, Jamie, my question to you was going to be, what are some of the aha moments or big moments or big changes that you've seen for yourself or your family or your clients when it comes to human design? Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, I've gotten really great at only saying yes to things that I actually want to do that actually bring mm. me joy and really just staying in my power. And over the course of the past, I don't know, 
two years now of just being like, I'm just going to put my blinders on and not do all the things that I'm supposed to do or I should do because of like the industry that I'm in. Um, I'm just going to follow what I want to do and really use my voice, lean into the way in which I want to do it. And it has honestly paid me tenfold. And every person that I talk to about any of my launches or my sales page conversions, they're always like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like you're defying what is normal in the, the industry, right? And I think at the end of the day, it's because I just keep leaning into and saying yes in each moment to what I what feels right for me rather than yeah. trying to do some strategy or technique that's trending. And and so much of what I do with my clients is really to get them to take back their power, to step into who they are, to own their individuality and their authenticity and really build like a life and biz around themselves. Right. Mm. And we can only do that when we know kind of where we want to go. Right. Like if we know you don't want to spend eight hours a day coaching one on one clients, (laughs) then you can make steps to do that and you can do it in a really aligned way that also feels really authentic. Like you don't have to particularly in the entrepreneurial world, you don't have to sacrifice your authenticity to build a business. And, you know, I see it over and over and over again with clients. And I think in, and on a personal note, like I, for my kids, I think it's changed the way I parent. I have two very different children. I have a two, four generator child and a one, three manifester. You know, I learned human design. I was like, oh my God, this is why (laughs) this manifester makes me crazy sometimes. You know, I'm like, this is why he runs outside and doesn't tell me anything and is four years old, you know? And so, so much of these things have made sense. And we, we, my husband and I, we do really try to parent them to their design, you know, within reason, obviously making sure that they're, they're, they're safe or whatever. But I think it makes a huge difference because so much of the work that I do is supporting these adults in figuring out this wound that they've been carrying around since childhood. You know, like so many of my manifestors are not in their power. So many of my MGs are just afraid to like multitask because they've been told their whole lives they can't multitask. So many of my generators are like, I've been trying to initiate and I'm so frustrated, (laughs) you know, or they just completely ignore their sacral response. And then my projectors are like, they're burnt out. You know, they're just burnt out. And so I just keep trying to to support, like for me, it's really about, like I said, that becoming process. Like I truly believe the core of, of, of my being that you can build a, a sustainable, regenerative, flowy business and life when you do it in alignment with who you are. Yeah, that's amazing. And for context, your type is, are you a... I'm a 3-5 projector. Three five projector. Okay, just to put context on the description yeah. of your of your experience, yeah. and I love that from a parent point of view. So it's not even just business or you personally, but it could really extend. And do you do you kind of educate your friends and wider family as well, so that they, I don't know, get to understand you better, or is that? a stretch too far. I do not. I do not because I'm a projector. So if somebody asks me about it, I'm happy to share any information, but I don't run around trying to educate 
unless a mask, because okay. I'm gonna, I know I'll end up bitter and resentful. Um, no, I, I wait for the invitation. Some of my family members have, have asked me a lot of questions about it. Some have not even mentioned it, you know, Okay. <laughs> and that's okay. And everything in between. So I think it's one of those things too, with being a three, five, like I've really learned a lot through my own experience of bumping into things and trialing and error and having a lot of things fail to get to where I am today. And, you know, as a five, I'm here to disrupt a fifth line also lives in the projection field. So people project on me what they (laughs) want for themselves because that's how the projection field works. And so, you know, I'm always super mindful of that because here's the thing I'm, I'm here to do. I'm not here to give out unsolicited advice about how somebody should interact with me. I just won't Mm. put myself in a situation that I don't feel really good anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm far more discerning and selective of where and who and how long I'm there. If it's something that I have to do, um, because not everybody's ready to learn human design either, you know? Mm, this is true. I suppose I, I, I think that it's great, but not everyone else is going to think that way. And so you touched <laughs> on something. Some of our listeners might be wondering, what do these numbers mean? Mm-hmm. And I haven't dug in to the lines quite as much to speak to those. And I'm sure human design is quite vast. But is Mm. there a way of us simplifying? Because when they do the chart, they Mm. will get their numbers. So is there a way that we can kind of give a bit of guidance around what those numbers mean? Yeah. So so type is sort of how you're designed to interact in the world. Profile is sort of the personality you bring to the world and the things that you do. And then you've got centers in human design. And centers is sort of the, the energy that we have in our chart. And then the gates and the channels are the nuance of those centers. Mm. Those are sort of the, I would say, the five main things that most people talk about with human design. There's also definition. There's variable. There's There's um, (laughs) authority, which is another really important one. There's incarnation cross. There's nodal environment. Like There's a lot more depending upon how deep you want to go. But the main ones that people talk about are type, profile, centers, gates, and channels. That's that's the primary. And I would say also say authority as well. You know, profile is a big one because it's like, here's what you bring to a situation. Here's the personality mm-hmm. with which you show up in the world, right? Like as a three, I bump into things a lot and people might say that's a failure, but I'm also crazy resilient. So I try, I learn something so that I can better guide you. <laughs> that's literally mm-hmm. what the three is here to do. And a fifth line is called in, to sort of challenge the status quo. When everything else has failed, the fifth line comes in to save the day, right? And it's like, Mm. you know, I I laugh because sometimes, particularly with the business stuff, I'm like, I've been saying this business stuff for years and I feel like finally now is everybody's listening to me because I've I've woven it with human design, right? But that's the thing. It's like, I'm disrupting the way that it's always been done, you know, because we have this, I'm using it with this tool. And it's almost, I don't know, almost makes it not real or right but I kind of see I I can see where you're going I can't think of the word the word escapes me (laughs) at the moment (laughs) okay so that's really really helpful and so is there anything so when you're working with your clients is there any I don't want to use pitfalls that's not quite the right word in this scenario but Mm. is for people listening who are 
fascinated who will fill in their chart and learn a bit more, is there mm. anything that they should avoid or stay away from or not think mm. about? Yeah. So I would say that there's sort of, I'll call it a plague in the human design space where okay. somebody reads one book and they think that they're an expert. <laughs> um, not to say that that's specific to human design. That happens in other industries, but it's, yeah. really bad in hu- it's really bad in human design right now. So if somebody is only looking at type or only looking at profile, right. I would be that would be a big red flag for me. So that's something that I would be very, very mindful of. I had a client I was working with. She's she's a generator, and she had um, she had three centers defined, and one of those was emotional authority. She didn't know she had emotional authority because someone was just coaching her to her generator self. So she was always responding, but emotional authority is clarity comes over time. You never have an answer in the now. And she couldn't figure out why she was so frustrated all the time. <laughs> and so I think the thing that I'm always really mindful of with human design, and at least for me, I don't believe there's any one holy grail spot that you can look at in the chart to say, this is the answer for everything. I think the beauty of human design and the power of it and the ability to really leverage it is when we look at how all the pieces come together. We look at all the sort of unique configurations of this person and how they synthesize together, right? And I'm a big believer, like, let's pull the parts apart so that we we can put them back together to make a sense of the whole, right? So we can study like this part of the chart or that part of the chart. And then we can take it, we can put it all back together because how a two, four generator with emotional authority is going to behave is going to be different than a two, four manifesting generator with emotional authority. And we have to take that nuance into consideration. So I'm super mindful of any time anyone's like, look at this specific chart and it'll solve all your problems. And I'm like, it doesn't really, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> don't, do not how it, how it don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I think it takes time too, right? Like I think a lot of times people get in there and they think, oh, well, you know, let's just talk about it. And the reality is that the the learning in human design happens when you have an understanding of the knowledge and then you go to say, okay, I'm going to be mindful of my two-fourness in the real world, right? Mm. You know, so it's not so That's much just point. to talk about human design. And that's something that I really try to differentiate myself at, I mean, as a three, that's obviously part of what I do, but it's really like, go out and experiment, right? Go out and be yourself and then see what happens, right? Notice when you aren't, because that's the other piece, right? We're so conditioned to do things in a certain way because of generational norms or culture or society or whatever, you know? So that, that to me is the piece. I always talk about it as like the flag on the field. I use my little, I've got my little um, keychain thing I use, but I think of it like in, in American football, they throw a flag on the field when there's a penalty. Like, are you recognizing that flag? And if you can recognize it in an hour or two versus four months, particularly if you're in business, it makes a huge difference. Huge. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Thank you. That's really good to know. You make a good point. Yes, it is across all industries. What resources would you recommend? So for someone who wants to learn more, Mm. what resources would you, of course, your own, and if there's any additional ones as well, what would those be? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, um, there's a lot of pretty good podcasts out there. 
Um, if you want to dig into that, I'm happy to give a couple links. I don't know the exact names off the top of my head that I recommend. I mean, okay. I have a podcast. There's also an ebook that I have that is I try to give information on type and profile in that because I think a lot of times people don't um, most people kind of neglect <laughs> type for some reason. And then I would say in terms of resources, like learn about, I don't even know that you need a ton of resources, right? Learn mm -hmm. a little bit about your type, learn a little bit about your profile, and then just begin the process of starting to recognize that in yourself. Because for me, when I started learning human design, I didn't focus on anybody else except for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn my type and practice being a projector. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to practice making sure I honor my emotional authority. And then I'm going to practice making sure I honor my undefined identity center, you know, and then I'm going to make sure I honor my three, five, you know, and, and I just went through and started to do it that way. And the more that I did it in some experiments took longer than others. <laughs> um, I think it was a solid year of, of knowing my wow. projectorness to really have the light bulb come on that uh, projectors aren't here to do. And it was like one day I just woke up and was like, whoa, projectors aren't here to be in the doing. Huh. <laughs> like it, it <laughs> took a year, you know, that's how conditioned I was. Right. And I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, I think we, we tend to be like, I got to learn all the things. And it's like, we forget that we have to actually put it into action so that we can mm -hmm. have these aha moments. Right. So we can we can begin that process of change and embodiment and becoming along the way. Yeah, I love that word that you use practice. I think that's that's a really key point. And I've been doing it without realizing that I'm doing it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but it's and you're right. Like we do these courses, for example, we learn all the things and then we often don't implement. And that's what I've yeah. been trying to do. <laughs> That's right. what I've been trying to do, well, not do, with my human design, just taking a small bit. And for me, I've been stuck on this respond thing mm. for so long that that's what I'm, okay, listen to your gut respond. Because I was like, respond to what? Is someone going to ask me a question? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? what is going on here? Yeah. So I love that you've said that. So just kind of start with your type your and just bit by bit. And however long it takes yeah, is however long it takes. Like mm -hmm. there's no rush. It will serve you better in the long run. Mm-hmm. Because the information's not going anywhere, you know? <laughs> no. It's there. We've always got Google. And we've always got JB. So you've got your podcast mm -hmm. and you've got a ton of resources. And you've got an amazing blog yes. as well. There's there was a, a few um, blog posts that was, yeah, there's a lot of content. So I'll make sure those are all linked in the show mm -hmm. notes. But before we wrap up, Mm. Is there anything that I haven't touched on that you feel is really important for our listeners to know? Yeah, I would just say have fun in the process, right? Find joy in the journey, right? So often we want to get to the end that we don't enjoy the messy middle. And that's really where, from my experience, so much of our life and our living and, and our memories, like the things that we look back on in our life come from, you know? So I would just say enjoy the process. Have fun with it. Don't look at it as like, oh, i got to work on my human design today, Right. Like a lot of times people give themselves head trash. Oh, I'm a projector and I gave unsolicited advice. I can't believe I did that again. It's like laugh about it. Have fun. Like, oh, there I go again, giving unsolicited advice. Like have fun with it. Right. Rather than rather yeah. than giving yourself head trash and giving yourself a hard time about it, just celebrate the fact you recognized it. 
you know, because recognizing Mm. it is how you're going to begin to embody it. Yeah. And like you said, it's unlearning. Mm -hmm. So it is going to take some time. So don't like beat yourself up. Mm -mm. Excellent. Excellent. That is a lovely note to end on. Well, before we say goodbye, I would love it if you could let us know where we can find you online to learn more and potentially work with you if anyone's interested. Yeah. So everything, my hub for everything is jamielpalmer.com or jamielpalmer on social. So you can find me there. And then the podcast is HD Your Biz. But again, it's all linked on the jamielpalmer.com. So that's the easiest place to find everything. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us and sharing your human design expertise. I hope our listeners have found this conversation as fascinating as I am and are encouraged and motivated to go and find out and learn more about their HD so they can live their best authentic lives. Thank you so, so much, Jamie, and we'll speak soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.